Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate quality custom rods. Get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning. Wow, California. Was, you like that one? That was weird. Good morning, California. This is Southern California. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. My name is Sergio. And I got my co-host, my co-host in the house, uh, director of the AC Fishing Schools, none other than Mr. Rock Cod, Ron Hobbs. Good morning, Rock Cod. Not, I'm not answering to that. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, world. There you go. All right. Also, we've got. I, th- I didn't know that he was going to be able to to, to go up the, uh, the, the the what do we call it, the mud mud phase here. But anyway, I got the earthworm picking his head out of the mud. Good morning, earthworm. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. Andrew Mack from Max Fish Reports, and our dear friend Mr. Steve Carson from the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, guys. Oh, man. What a week. This is my third day with Ron. We've been up at 3 o'clock in the morning every single day. It's, oh, it's been crazy. Okay. Ron, that's three days in a row, bro. Yep. Tomorrow I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, it was good. It was good. Uh, we got a lot done. We went on the victory. We went to the U.S. passport office <laughs> in San Diego. And this morning we're here. So it's all good. Well, listen, um, we got a chance to wet some lines uh, on a really good trip aboard the victory. But we'll get into that a little later. What I want to do is allow um, the earthworm here to go ahead and... Uh, give us a, a freshwater report. Hey, did you did you actually go out? Uh, to, to uh, yeah, yeah, I went out. I'm actually out right now. I'm oh. sitting. Uh, I'm sitting right here at Mountain Lakes. Oh, you're sitting at Mountain Lakes. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I need to do to you. Oh, yeah. I need to give you the, the the internal strength and courage to bring us the freshwater report. Earthworms, folks, are very powerful and very essential creatures, okay? It's great to put on a hook, okay? So what we're hoping for is, is very soon here to put... Uh, you know what you can do, Andrew? Next time you go fishing with me, I'll just um, gaff you. Oh. Okay, so... Yeah, and then, and then uh, Ron will come with a big, huge needle and oh. put some air in you so that you float. How's that? That sounds fun. Okay, <laughs> yeah. sounds good. All right, my brother, listen, without further ado, go ahead. Give us the uh, fish report. Let us know what's going on. Yeah, so definitely. So we're going to start it a little bit different. We're going to start it up north. And the reason why I want to start it up north is because today is a holiday in the fishing community, freshwater world, that yep. people look forward to for many moons. 
Mm-hmm. It is fishmas. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Fishmas. Fishmas. Yes, like Christmas, but fishmas. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because the Eastern Sierras are open for fishing today, uh, like Convict Lake, June Lake, and those areas. Now, they are open legally for fishing, but that doesn't mean you can fish them. Why? Because there's still a lot of ice. A lot of ice, a lot of snow on the ground for some of these places. Uh, for example, Crawley Lake. Everybody goes up there to head up to fish for Crawley Lake today, but today, unfortunately, with all the ice on the water, you are unable to do so. But there is some options. The first option is Convict Lake. Convict Lake, uh, it's, they have a, a huge stone melt. There is still ice on the water. Um, they do have boat rentals available, uh, but be very, very, very cautious. You're going to be on a boat. Uh, it's a safer bet to be on the shore, um, but bring your snowshoes. Of course, there's a lot of ice on the shore, but there is areas to fish. They actually just had a stock yesterday as well uh, over there at Convict, um, and they put in uh, 600 pounds of, of a good-sized uh, rainbow. Now, if you come down a little bit north, you have June Lake. Uh, June Lake is just going to be shore fishing only. Uh, they they haven't put any rental boats on the water. They have a lot of ice as well. Um, so shore fishing access only. Um, from there, uh, you have uh, Grant Lake, which too much ice on there. There is possible shore fishing. Um, I know they just opened up the road uh, to access Grant Lake on Thursday. Um, campsites are still full of snow. So if you're heading up there, there is options uh, to fish for the shore there for some holdovers. Um, from there, you have Silver Lake. Uh, Silver Lake, uh, they actually just had a stock yesterday uh, with 600 pounds of trophies, is what they call them. Uh, again, Silver Lake will not have uh, the rental boats out, but you cannot. You can fish ashore. There is shore access uh, in some areas, still a lot of ice. Um, Bridgeport Reservoir, now that one is 100% open. All the ice is melted. Uh, the reservoir, all the water's clear. They actually just had a BFFE uh, a foundation stock, which what they do is they actually tag fish from three pounds to eight pounds. Um, and if you catch a tag fish, you got to go to Ken's uh, tackle store up there, and they certify them and weigh them and all that stuff. And then you get entered into the BFFE Derby. Um, now from there, if you go a little bit north through the farmlands there, you end up at Twin Twin Lakes. Uh, right there in Bridgeport, um, they're saying that both lakes are open, um, not to not to rentals though. Um, the shore access, uh, the lower twin has more access uh, than the upper twin as far as the ice melt, um, but there is you know uh, areas to fish. Now from there, the last stop we're going to go to, if you go south, we're going to stop at Bishop. Bishop, you have all the creeks uh, that are pretty much open. You have uh, uh, right down below the town, they have that. Uh, um, where the Owens kind of flows through. Uh, that's open as well to fish. There's no ice there. Um, but Lake Sabrina, South Lake, uh, both of those lakes are still frozen over, and it's going to be, a, I would say, at least a month and a half before any access there. Okay, well, let uh, me but, ask you a question. So we're talking about the Sierras and the closures and all this stuff. Um, yes, it's Fishmas, but it's very limited. It, where can people go to get this information? So if you're, if you're, say, planning to go up there to know which lake, where can you pick this up? 
Uh, definitely want to check out the Max Fish Report. Um, the reason why I have the information is because I called all these places myself to get the word straight from their mouth, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple places answered. Uh, the main one that really helped was a lady at Grant Lake. Uh, she filled me in on a lot of these places because her and her husband were actually up there trying to get the lake access open and all the other stuff. So I got some great information on there. Um, otherwise, I mean, I'm sure there's numbers to call. You know, obviously you can call, you know, each resort or wherever you plan on fishing. Call the marina, the tackle shop. Uh, for the most part, they're trying to get open. The ones that don't answer, just assume that they're not open. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, and, and the, the one the one thing I do want to uh, say to everybody, and I'm sure Steve Carson will chime in on this one. Um, you, you guys, you got to be safe if you're going up there. I would imagine there's a lot of snow, but what's happening now with the warmer weather, everything's beginning to melt. In fact, I I heard a friend of mine was going to Yosemite, and Yosemite, you know the falls, okay? Um, the falls are just going crazy. The largest fall in a national park and it's hitting there's so much water that when it hits it's creating this wind okay it just crashes creates this wind it looked like it was blowing on him about 30 35 miles an hour there's a bridge that goes across it and uh, i believe as of last night they closed down uh yosemite because of all that water so there's a lot of a lot of things going on yes we have a lot of snow and that's good for California. But unfortunately, then this happens. It starts to melt. There's a lot of water. There's a lot of danger. Okay, so go fishing. But I think be safe is the biggest thing. And, and I kind of got that from what you were saying, um, Andrew. Um, you're probably better off fishing from shore in many cases than actually on a boat. Because if you flip that boat, um, it could be deadly. Okay, I mean, I don't know how how long you would last. That water has to be extremely cold, 34, you know, um, to 40 degrees. I mean, you wouldn't last, what, five minutes, ten minutes, uh, Carson, do you know? Yeah, just literally 90 seconds if you don't have a survival suit on. Your muscles just stop working. It's it's frightening. Mm -hmm. Well, well, you know, uh, I know, Andrew, have you talked about the lower Owens yet? Uh, not yet, not yet, but I was just about okay. to get there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm, again, I just, you know, as you give the fish report, I just want to make sure that everybody is aware there's a lot of stuff going on, and we need to be very, very cautious. Safety first, always. I mean, of course, have a great time. That's a given. But I know a lot of times uh, when you go fishing trout, um, a lot of liquids are poured. <laughs> specifically beer so um towards the end of the day you don't want to you know make a cast and all over the side you go all right uh earthworm uh can please continue oh yeah so yeah so definitely so from the bishop area um you know you do have access to the lower owen um i've talked to a guy uh, on the regular um who's who pretty much lives there uh you know a lot of areas you can fish the problem right now with the Lower Owens is that they're letting a lot of water out of Pleasant Valley Reservoir, which has actually washed out some of the roads. So if you plan on going to Pleasant Valley Reservoir, that that road is actually washed out, and there's no access uh, on the lower part to get there. So Pleasant Valley Reservoir campsite is closed. The road's closed. The access to the back is closed. Um, you know, so... Like you're saying, a lot of the snow melt is causing a lot of water to go into the lake, which they have to let out, otherwise it would overflow, and it's it's 
it's pretty much you know washing out roads it's it's making things you know somewhat dangerous i mean but it's always important if you're going to go head up there fish with a friend you know i always say bring an extra rope because you never know you know if you need to run and grab that rope and throw it for somebody or something right yeah, um, but yeah. well you know um I love I love the lower Owens and always have and I've I've actually got washed into when the bank gave way one time but what we had done is just exactly what you said I had tied the rope around my waist and to the bumper of my truck wow okay so safety first folks okay well uh, let's take a short break here we come back uh, we'll talk a little bit more about fresh water and there's a lot of salt water action so folks uh, hang on tight this is angel <laughs> this is angler chronicles on angels radio am830 KLA and we'll be right back and if it's real I don't want to Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. Angels Radio, AM 830. I got a little change in my pocket going jingle, jingle, wants to call you on the telephone, baby. I give you a ring. You know what that jingling is? Those are my Thomas points banging each other. You like yeah. that? Yeah. You like that? You like Everybody that? loves this song. Baby, don't put my love up on no shelf. She said, don't give me no lies and keep your hands to yourself. All right, folks, it's Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. And as you can see, Ron and I are a little punchy this morning. That's three days without a lot of sleep, Ron. I think in the last three days I've had a total of six, six and a half hours of sleep. You didn't even go to sleep last night. I know. I'm uh, I'm actually on uh, three days uh, with uh, uh, seven hours. Seven hours. So you got one hour on me. So you're you're rested. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know it's been it's been uh, we had a lot of stuff to do, um, getting everything ready for uh, the season because I mean really our season kicked off two weeks ago, but now I think um, we're going to turn up the heat and we've already started filming. 
So that that's been another good thing. All right, but let me go back to um, to Andrew. Andrew, uh, go ahead and continue with uh, the freshwater report. Yeah, so definitely. I mean, that that kind of wraps up the the eastern Sierras there with fishmen. Like I said, you know, call ahead if you're going somewhere. You know, check the weather, check where you're going, check the road conditions. You know, it's always it's always helps to do your own you know uh, uh, information there. But definitely be safe about it. Um, now, if you guys want to come south. Uh, south, we still have trout. We have other things fighting. So, south, we are going to start at Santa Ana River Lake. Santa Ana River Lake just had another trout stock uh, on Thursday. Uh, they came in with a full truckload of fish, and this included double-digit trout again, uh, you know, above the 10-pound line. I would say one in there looks probably around 15 to 16 pounds. Um, I know that uh, uh, last week they had an 18, almost 19-pounder caught. Santa Ana River Lakes continues to bring in the bigger fish. Uh, pretty soon, I would say there's probably going to be maybe one or two more trout stocks, uh, depending on this warm weather, and then uh, they're going to switch it right over to catfish. So uh, it, it's coming. So, I mean, if you're out chasing those trout, definitely get in, you know, as soon as you can. So, All right, well, um, let me, well hold on. Since, you know, and I, I should have asked you this question before we got started, but now that you finished the fish miss, Okay, so I got the three of you, uh, Ron, um, Steve, and you, Andrew. You guys love to go trout fishing. So if you were to plan a trip up to the Sierras, okay? Um, right now? Yeah, just give me one setup each, okay? And then uh, that way you guys can share different setups. Ron, give me one, one, one setup. You go, I got to have this when I go. Um, warm clothes. <laughs> um, no, I I um, I would use a, uh, actually for right now I'd probably use a Thomas Buoyant something like that, uh, uh, and it all depends because there's usually a little bit of wind right now. Um, uh, so would you any particular color over uh, yeah, another red gold, red and gold? Yeah. Okay, and dipped in bite on actually if you've never done that, mm -hmm. it's a way to do it. You, you wouldn't think the metal would would give, but it does. It does. It does. Okay. Um, so and I would imagine two pound test. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even on a Thomas Bryant. Yeah, even I, I could throw if I could throw a taddy out there on two pound, I'd do that. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right, so uh, let me go to Steve Carson's. Carson, well, give me a different type of setup that you go. I have to. Well, have. There's, that, that, there's two different ways to fish, obviously, up in the Sierras, and uh, one is in moving water, which right now is not only probably not that productive, but downright dangerous, and I was very fascinated by Ron's story of uh, uh, very patiently and being able to see what the, uh, the hazards were, tying a rope around himself. Yeah, it, and the, the, the only reason we did that, because number one, Sergio's right, we had a lot of libation. Uh, we had a little bit to drink, but the river was just rolling, and I mean, you could see in other places where it had eaten away the bank, and and we all looked at each other, and we've done it for 21 straight years. We've been up there, and you just learn. And I, we did. We all we all had ropes around it, and my bank did give way, and I was complete. But I did not lose my rod. Very good. I never wow. let it. I wow. never let it go. But boy, you're lucky your friends didn't lose you. Yeah, but, um, and it, but, it, but it was again, really cold. <laughs> two two different ways. Two different ways to fish up there. One is in lakes. One is in moving water, and. I suppose I probably enjoy the smaller creeks, not not necessarily the main the main branch of the river. Smaller creeks from maybe five to maybe fifteen feet wide, not bigger than that, where you really can't even cast. 
and it's almost to to borrow a phrase from the bass fishing world. Yeah, it's, it's basically flipping. Yep. Where where you you basically you've got you know a uh, line trailing off your rod tip as much as you can handle, and then you've got a hold of the of the line above your reel, so you've got control of another four or five feet of line, <clears throat> and you're just dropping it into pockets right. because if you try to cast, you're gonna you're gonna either overcast and catch a tree on the other side, or you're gonna catch a tree on the back cast, and you're just flipping it into pockets. And those little trout that live in those streams are used to their food going past them at you know at at the speed of the current, and if they don't bite immediately, they, their food gets away from them. Contrasting that with the fact that they're afraid of everything. I mean, you got birds, you've got all kinds of different animals that will eat them. Not to mention fishermen. Uh, so the the trick lure is a small, very 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 small spinner. Literally one thirty-second of an ounce, maybe one sixteenth of an ounce at the very most if it's windy, and uh, uh, black and yellow for some reason. With it could be a silver or a gold blade, but the black and yellow body for some reason I don't know what it imitates. Um, they they like that, and uh, that is a real fun way to fish. It is not a way you're going to catch any trophy fish. That's not right. what it's for. Um, but you know, it's it a lot of fun. Steve's correct that you know a lot of times um, you know, with the streams, uh, even using a uh, the power bait, you know Berkeley um, chartreuse, yellow, and just flick it out into the stream and it it works because it floats on the surface. You know with a you know a ten a number a ten hook or a, an eight, uh, a red owner uh, light, and it's just incredible. Uh, it's fun, uh, but you got to really know how to underhand. Uh, flip it hmm. all right well listen so uh we've got you would use a thomas buoyant steve would use uh the jig will you call that red and white and what would you use earthworm i would use an earthworm <laughs> oh but that was a rim shot right there yeah, that was right. good see that see the setup see the yeah. setup Okay, he's really trying, and he's really trying. So you know, but he's still kind of slimy. So when he gets up, you gotta, Rob. What we gotta do is bring him in, wash him off to get that slime and the mud off yeah. him. Then we'll take a big, go. huge syringe and needle, and you, you like to you know pump him in. I do. And you know what we can do? We can do one. The first one should be all bite on, so we get the bite on inside. Well, the, everything that you do has got to be dipped in bite on. Just I'm even exactly. my opinion, whether it's a bait or you know a, a lure. So. Mm-hmm. And then air, right, to make them float. Right. Okay. And then you dip it again on mm-hmm. bite on. And then after you got the bite on, on in the fury, the dust. The fury. Everybody forgets the forgets those, but it's very that, very important. That's what I do for bait and weight when I'm in that area. So. Okay. So uh, now you said worm. How would you set it up, earthworm? How would you fish it? No, I was just kidding about the worm. How how I what I would do is is I would base everything on the weather. So, if it was windy up there like it was last time <clears throat> we went up on the opener, I would I would find the spot that's obviously open from the ice, and then I would find a spot where the wind is pushing in my face. The reason for that is because those fish have been trapped under the ice for many moons, and I'm what I'm thinking is that now that the ice has melted in some spots. I think those fish are going to be looking for anything they can eat. So bugs, uh, any any kind of small bait fish that are being pushed by the wind. So that's the area I would focus on. And then, of course, I would start with a uh, like a yellow white hookup bait 
or maybe a small minnow on a 132-ounce jig if I'm able to throw it. Like I said, all depends on weather permitting. If I'm throwing a 132 and it's so windy that it's, I'm casting it out 10 feet and it lands 20 feet behind me, well, obviously i got to make a couple adjustments. Um, now, if that's not working, then I would switch to a bubble and a fly setup. Now, up in the Sierras, the bubble and a fly is a see-through or like a clear bobber that you can actually fill up with water. I would do it three-quarters with water, and then I would leave a three-and-a-half to four-foot leader and then tie either a black midge or a green woolly booger um, on there. And these are flies that are about an inch and a half long. And then what I would do is I would cast almost to the end of that opening of ice and then slowly retrieve it to where it's holding that, that, uh, that fly there on the top, which kind of it kind of looks like a trailer, basically, that has a little trailer hook. And those fish, they're going to be looking up for, uh, you know, for bugs, anything like that. They're going to see this bait, you know, slowly going across the surface, and they're going to hit it that way. Okay. All right. I like that. And I hope, I mean, that's a lot of information. So um, I know, you know, I'm not a huge trout guy, but the things I've learned over the years, especially from Steve Carson, go ahead and go out there, but use two-pound test, and you have to have a net big enough that I can fit myself in it. So uh, uh, I know, Andrew Mack, you have a monster net. I, you, that one made me laugh. That was a little bit overboard, okay? That's something I could use in the East Cape for some of those 40, 50-pound uh, uh, wahoo. But, but yes, a, a big uh, net. Um, how about uh, the net types? I know they came up with this plastic that protects the fish. Uh, there's some nets like that, right, uh, Andrew? Yeah, they, they, they have, like, a, the no-stick net. They have um, also, like, a harder plastic, like you're saying, um, you know, different nets like that. I mean, if, if you're going to be catching, you know, catch and release, there's a couple ways, you know, to definitely help protect the fish. So basically what you always want to do is have your hands wet. You never want to grab that fish, um, you know, with dry hands. And try not to grab it. If, if there's a way, maybe you have a smaller net that it kind of just sits in there perfectly, and let's say you caught them on a lure or a jig, and it's right there at the tip of the nose, you know, take it off right there, just kind of wiggle it, comes out. And then obviously, you know, if you're really going to want to practice catch and release, you can even smash down the barbs a little bit, which also helps, you know, release the fish. And then once it's, you know, once it's ready to go, Gently set in the water and let it be on its way. Amen. Okay. So let me leave you uh, with a little bit of Cinderella here. That's the name. I, I don't know if people remember this band. It's called Cinderella. All right. Um, and then the, the last thing I would say to that, please, no towels. And we'll explain that later. Yeah. Folks, you're on Angels Radio, AM830, KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. 
Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Hi, it's Captain Dave Marciano here. I'm wicked excited to tell you about my new website, AngelicaSeafoods.com, where you can now order fresh local New England seafood shipped overnight right to your door. Go to AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio, AME 30. Gets me in the mood. All right, folks, you're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. So far, we've covered all of the Sierras, uh, a lot of the local lakes as well. So I'm going to ask uh, Andrew here, the earthworm, to wrap it up. You want to say something, Ron? Yeah, but before you do anything, and I know you brought it up about the towels, but mm-hmm. you guys make sure you take a good hook remover. You know, if you're not going to keep these fish, Use a hook remover if they're not hooked. Yeah, the one thing I, I can tell you that I've noticed, um, the trout are very delicate, right. and the slightest thing will, will kill the fish. Okay, so um, if you're not going to keep them, practice safe release. So please, no towels. The fish need that coating to protect themselves from all the parasites. So yeah, no the, towels. The other thing is the hook remover, right. like you said. If a fish is bleeding... It's pretty much done. Yeah, pretty much done. So don't 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 stick your fingers in the gill like you would a fish that you're going to keep. Okay, and just use the net, use the net wisely. Okay, and if you're going to release them, uh, release them healthy. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap it up, earthworm. Bring it around. And one more thing. One more thing. If you plan on releasing these fish, don't bait fish. Bait right. fish. You know, you use right. a power bait or worm. Right. They always inhale it. And even though if you have a good, you know, hook remover. Nine times out of ten, it's still ripping something inside of them, and they're going to die anyway. Right. So if you plan on releasing, use a jig or a lure. Perfect. Okay. Bring us around. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, so from there, there's still many options for trout uh, down here, like I was saying you know, earlier. You have San Ana River Lakes, uh, who just stopped a full truckload. Uh, Mountain Lake, which is why I'm up here, uh, they just threw in 2,000 pounds 
of trout. This will be the final uh, trout stop. Um, and then also you had other lakes, um, you know, up the uh, our mountains um, that stopped, and those were uh, uh, Green Valley Lake. Uh, you're going to have Gregory Lake, which is stocking next week. Uh, Big Bear Lake stopped. Um, so there, there, there's many options, um, you know, as far as, you know, if you're still looking for trout. But then now what I'm seeing a lot of, if you're going to target, you know, uh, the striper, um, the aqueducts are starting to pay off for the, you know, the anglers targeting striper. Um, they're using, uh, you know, crankbait style, anything that looks like a shad. Um, some are even throwing big swim baits out there. Some are using plastics, um, you know, that are getting, you know, a good amount of striper. Uh, typically, I'm seeing the bigger stuff come out of Bakersfield area uh, right now, but I know that, you know, the whole aqueduct is full with them. Um, you know, then, of course, you know, you go to some of these lakes and the schoolies are starting to pick up. So, like, Silverwood Lake, um, you know, some guys are trolling, you know, like feather jigs on a, um, on lead core line, and they're getting, like, the smaller ones. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's there's all kinds of options. And then, of course, you know, it is my favorite time of year for fresh water because this is, the most successful time that you're going to be able to catch carp with arrows. Now, I say that because it is the spawn. A lot of these lakes are spawning. They have been for the past week or two, um, which is your best opportunity to catch these carp and get them out of the lake. Um, I know we're kind of getting, like, mixed emotions um, as far as, you know, carp fishing and different things like that. Because some guys, you know, they're like, oh, I I always release carp or, you know, all this stuff. you definitely can in some spots, but the problem with carp is that, you know, they are the number one game fish in the world by far. But the problem with carp is that they are very invasive in a lot of areas, which is like that's the problem they're seeing here. So a lake that, a lake that can sustain, sustain 200,000 fish, you know, some of these lakes have a million or two million carp in their waters. And that just that, I mean, it's, it, it, it's on you know these levels that they can't sustain them yeah you know you know and and, i'm glad you brought this up because and i'll go to steve on this one but my understanding is that these um carp are are playing around with the soil in the bottom and they're stirring all the stuff that should stay below okay and they can really mess up the um the ecosystem okay so um yeah i think carp very invasive I understand why it was brought out here. Like, it's probably the largemouth bass of Europe, but in some cases, it is a negative. Okay, so um, yeah, I would just say, yeah, I want to take I want to take the uh, the opposing viewpoint, and I need to put the story gently to all the listeners out there, and the ones that are from. Let's just say outside the United States, like Europe or Asia or pretty much the entire planet, except the United States, uh, carp are an extremely wily game fish. And all the people that think that they can't be caught on rod and reel, I'm putting this very gently, are not doing it right. They need to be better fishermen, and then they can catch them on rod and reel. Did you hear that, earthworm? No arrows. I said it. No arrows. No arrows, oh, earthworm. What's that? I said the carp I catch always eat, either, you know, by choice or, <laughs> or if you want to make them. <laughs> well, and, then, and then the other one, Sergio, again, again, taking the opposing view, viewpoint, bear in mind that other than rainbow and golden trout, 
every freshwater game fish in California is non-native and invasive. And as soon as you demonize one because it's non-native, then you've opened the door to demonize them all. Here you come with your equity stuff. See? See? But my question is this. Largemouth bass. Okay, when, when do you think the first one was introduced? Uh, right around the turn of the other century. Okay, well, if it's been more than 100 years, I think we can call them native now, right? Well, that, they call that naturalized citizen in the... Um, and I know a lot about that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, except for carp were introduced at least 50 years before that. Right, but, but, but see, carp can actually destroy... Uh, the ecosystem in a lot of lakes where um, a largemouth bass doesn't. Okay. Oh, wrong. Largemouth bass completely dominate. And they, oh, because they, they eat everything. Every single native species. Okay. Yeah, but they're a lot funner to catch. I mean, <laughs> I have a war. They are if you're, if you're a better fisherman. I didn't say it, uh, except for if you're a better fisherman. I mean, I didn't say it. I know. I got gotcha. you. All right. So, um, yeah, so all that stuff is, is happening. Um, sorry for interrupting you, Mac, but uh, there's these little things. I'm not a huge freshwater fisherman. When I do, I love smallmouth and largemouth, probably in that order. Okay, those are my two favorite. I, I really got a taste of um, a smallmouth bass and how they bite. But I was spoiled. I fished uh, primarily up in the Umpqua River in Oregon. And, um, I mean, they boast, uh, was it 4,000 fish per square mile? And I kid you not, we did an episode, and it was simply amazing. And I know the sheriff will come in later on, and if you guys want to ask him about that, he was there. And it was simply amazing. At one point. As soon as the breeze would come up, right around noon, okay, you'd start a little bit of a breeze, you would take a crankbait, and it was on fire, okay? And I'm talking a DD-22, the big ones, okay? I was using some of those. It got so crazy that I went ahead, took the pliers, removed the hooks, and just threw the crankbait without hooks. And uh, Danny has a shot of it as it's kipping across the, the, the surface of the water, and it's just being annihilated by smallmouth bass. They would grab it, pull it, let it go. So, um, yeah, I'm more I'm more partial to bass, but, you know, we've got a so, lot so of... Did you, know, did you know that transplanting, especially a smallmouth or a largemouth, that transplanting one uh, a largemouth or a smallmouth from one body of water to another in California is a felony? Wow. Wow. Not, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, I usually catch and release them all, so it's all good. All right, well, listen, I, we just got on a little tangent there, but I want to go back to the earthworm here. So, uh, okay, so round it up. Okay, we know carp is, um, I think just about every lake says if you catch a carp, take them out. You do them a favorite. Okay, so uh, would you agree with that, earthworm? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, I mean, you can't, can't compare them to all the other fish, like, you know, Steve was saying, you know, they were all introduced california or wherever but the problem with carp is that they do a lot of stuff to the bottom they, they eat off the bottom they cloud up the water they suck out a lot of the oxygen and the way that they breed are crazy i mean each female i believe can have up to two hundred thousand eggs a year no. so you're you know that that like i said it, it 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 as long as all their numbers are being in check yeah carp are fine in the lake but when they get to those numbers it's like you know don't release them. Take out. Like, that's the problem with Elsinore and everyone else. They always suggest, you know, hey, if you catch a carp, don't let it go. 
All right. All right. Well, continue. Let's get, go ahead and I want to wrap it up by six. Uh, the freshwater. Go ahead. Okay. So, yeah. So, so other than that, I mean, like I said, the, the bass are right now, if you are largemouth fishing, you're going to see a lot of the bass that are in spawn mode, uh, meaning that you're going to see a lot of them right next to the shoreline. They're all sitting on beds. Um, some lakes, they're still in the pre-spawn mode, so you're going to see just the males. Some lakes, you're actually going to see both of them sitting on the beds. Um, uh, you know, and, and it's okay, like, it's okay to, to fish for these fish. But, again, be delicate with them. You know, if you do happen to catch one, you know, put it right back where you got it from. You know, don't put it in your boat. Keep it in there for, you know, 10 hours in the live well and then decide to release it at another uh, part of the lake, you know. Or just leave them alone altogether. Right. And, and, and let me get into that a little bit with Steve Carson. Steve, the largemouth bass right now, the females are nesting, correct? That is correct. Well, it depends on the water temperature. And in, in higher elevation lakes like Big Bear, where it's a lot colder, they may not be yet. But, right. but this is... This is prime time in, in all the... You know, so the I, I always I remember mid-March, it would, it would start. Then you depend, like you said, depending on the elevation, temperature. But mid-March, they would start. And, and nesting um, is important. And we want to make sure, like, like Andrew just said, if you're going to handle one of these fish, you catch one of these things, um, make sure that when it's released, it's released safely. Okay, so the removal of the hook, the the handling of the fish. Uh, one of the nice thing about a largemouth bass, it's not going to hurt you. Okay, so um, when you bring it up, uh, and one, you, one, 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 one other thing I want to throw out, and it's not just largemouth bass and uh, trout. Of course, you mentioned earlier are fairly delicate, but a lot of other species are pretty tough, like largemouth bass, and most saltwater species are, are pretty tough. And I see a lot of people, uh, besides the fact, again, Sergio, you keep hitting on the good stuff, that, that you really shouldn't grip them with a towel, mm -hmm. uh, which just completely removes their slime. A lot of people feel it's important to absolutely dig for gold and try to get the hook out of the fish. And actually, it's much better if the, if the hook is deeply swallowed and you, and you want to let the fish go. Clip the line as close as you can to the hook and let the fish go with the hook in them. Mm -hmm. In salt water, the hook will dissolve fairly quickly. And uh, I, I have, in the past, statute of limitation is, uh, is uh, expired. I have kept large mouth bass as pets in aquariums. And, I've, and I uh, used to live in a private lake where, you know, a lot of people fished a lot and let all the fish go. And largemouth bass, in particular, have the, have an ability that boggles the mind for human beings to pass hooks because they're in freshwater, so the hook isn't busting out. They pass hooks out their system, mm -hmm. and I mean, in the normal way, the hook goes out. It looks to me absolutely incredibly painful. I don't even really like discussing it, but it seems to kind of go out slowly, and uh, they suffer no ill effects at all. So rather than really digging around deep and damaging, you know, the, the fish's throat and maybe even his stomach trying to get the hook out, just cut the hook, uh, cut the line as close to the hook as you can, let them go without digging. And, and that also applies in salt water for sure. Yeah, and, you know, we, we, we push that a lot here. Um, you know, we're not preservationists but we are conservationists okay at least i'd like to think that we are 
So if you can catch a fish, and I mean, a largemouth bass, a smallmouth bass, I mean, are, are they edible? Sure they are. Are they the best? Absolutely not. You're better off just stopping over at the, at the market and picking up some fish of some other kind. It's not like catfish or trout. I mean, those are a little more tasty. So uh, when it comes to the largemouth bass and the smallmouth bass, try to release them. Um, you got a chance to catch them. Think about coming the following year and catching that same fish again. It's going to be a lot bigger. Okay? And um, so just practice uh, catch and release, please. Um, and, and that obviously, I say it for um, salt water as well. Okay? So, uh, all right. So rounding it off, um, Andrew, why don't we go to our favorite lake? Okay? And... Uh, what I'd like to do with that is at the same time as we mention this, I'm going to bring up a song here. Okay, because our dear friend Jonathan Oliver Skinner, the director of the, um, was it, um, director of, come on, help me out here. Community Relations. Community Services at Lake Elsinore. He's in Texas. And he's all, yeah, and he, he's in Texas and he's also a, a Dallas cowboy fan i don't know why do you understand that ron is there any medication we can give him nope no so all i know is that mamas don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys tell them to grow up to be about raiders is that okay can they be raiders uh yeah anyway no so uh jonathan we wish you well i know you're enjoying your grandchildren he, in texas he's listening to the show so Let's go ahead. You know, we're going to have to keep it for the next segment. I can hear the music. When we come back, um, Earthworm, go ahead and give me a, just round me off with the Lake Elsinore report, okay? Yes? Yep. All right. <laughs> Respond, homie. All right, folks, this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM830 KLA. We'll be right back. So are you dropping up on my Hi everybody, this is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. 
Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio, AM 830. Here come the jesters. One, two, three. One, two, three. The jesters. Ron Hobbs, Andrew Mack, Steve Carson. There's my three jesters. They like that? You like that? All right, Earthworm. We were talking about, or I want to talk about Lake Elsinore. I just received some photographs. I think you did too, Ron, uh, coming directly from Jonathan Oliver Skinner with some of the local catches. So you want to go at it? Yeah, definitely. Go for it. All right. So Lake Elsinore, the wipers are on the chew. There's a lot of them in there. They're getting bigger. Uh, They're hitting pretty much everything. Some guys are catching them on flies. Some guys are catching them on a crankbait. Uh, and then I've seen that uh, uh, one person was catching them on a, a, a hot dog before. Um, I mean, they're they're biting all different kinds of things. Um, you know, we covered this last week. You are able to keep them now up to 10. It, it matches the, the California, you know, limitations. But let them go. They're in there for a reason. They're in there to eat the baby carp. They're in there to do their process of just, and they're going to get big. Let them get big. These things can get, like what Steve always says, you know, an inch a month, you know, depending on on their diet. But, I mean, these things can get 10 to 15 pounds in a matter of a couple years. And that's why catch and release is important because if you do this right, you go for the enjoyment of catching a fish. The bigger the fish, the more exciting the, the fight um, it's a little bit tougher. It really will test you. And that's what we as fishermen are always striving to, to do, you know, catch a good fish. So, um, yeah, they're very tasty. Catch a big one. That's fine. But, you know, try to allow them to grow so that you can get a better fight. It'll benefit you in the long run. So I agree with you. Very good. Yeah, definitely. Of course, you know, you have the catfish that are biting on the cut baits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're kind of biting in the shallower coves. A lot of this water that's come in from, uh, you know, from the uh, canyon lake and all that, um, and then, of course, the rainwater, it, it's raised a lot of these areas that have been dry in the past couple of years. So what, what I'm seeing now from different anglers is that all these coves or spots that used to be, you know, dirt are now underwater, and a lot of those fish are actually coming in, not only just the catfish. So you're seeing a lot of the carp. Mm-hmm. The carp are starting to spawn in these areas. I'm sure the bass are moving in, you know, in these areas. And it's like, you know, all this old vegetation that has just been growing out of the water is now in the water. So Yes, but, and let me say, since we're talking about Lake Elsinore, before you go away from the catfish, I got a report here Ron and I got from Jonathan. He sent us pictures of fish up to 14 pounds, which is really cool on the catfish. Okay, because it, it really hasn't even really, really, really started catfish. Okay, but here they come. And um, as far as the largemouth bass, remember, folks, if you're going to go to Lake Elsinore and you're going to target the bass, remember there's not a lot of structure. And we talked about nesting with Steve Carson earlier. And you will find that in areas in the shore, 
Um, it, it look, what, what does it mean nesting? They, they go to softer soil there in the, in the real shallows, and the female starts moving its tail, and they create a nest. Okay, that's where they're going to lay their eggs. So um, that's a good place to catch. <laughs> okay, uh, but again, yeah, you know, they're very territorial. At that point, it's not about getting hungry. I think it's more about territorial. You don't don't, don't mess here. Okay, they're, they're very agitated, very similar to what we used to go the uh, when the sand bass would come out to the flats. Okay, they only came there for one thing, and it wasn't to eat. Okay, so uh, most of your bites were just anger, uh, you know, aggressive bite so um practice uh, catch and release please um they're in a delicate state uh when they're when they're nesting when they're ready to lay their eggs so just just mind that let that um that fishery you know get very prolific so yeah uh, that's at lake house remember not a lot of structure everybody said oh i never caught you catch a bass and we used to have some pros come in here and tell us there was no bass in Lake Elsinore. And then you'd have somebody like um, uh, like, like Nick, okay, that's uh, William's son. He'd go every afternoon after school. He'd get five to ten bass, go home. And that was on his way home. He'd carry one of those folding, uh, not folding, uh, three-piece, two-piece rods, okay, a few little crankbaits in the afternoon. Catch, like I said, anywhere between five to ten fish and then go home. And he would do that within an hour, hour and a half. So it's all good. Oh, well, you know what? I said Cowboys. What was he called? You know what? I think he's coming from Las Vegas. All right. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I mean, should we? He's at the home Ma- of the Raiders. No, 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 no. no. He, I, I, but should we let him talk, Ron? Who is it? Oh, I'll, from Vegas? Skinner, yeah. Should we let him talk? Is he in Vegas? Wow. Um yeah, can you tell us about the water level and the algae condition, and which is much improved? Yeah. That's right. Folks, without further ado, the Director of Community Services of Lake Elsinore, uh, far away from Lake Elsinore, Mr. Jonathan Oliver Skinner. You know, he's cheating, Ron, because I think there's one... One hour difference between here and Texas. Oh, yeah. Two hours. Two hours. Even more cheating. (laughs) Anyway, good morning, Jonathan. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Thank you so much. How are you guys doing? Good, good. You know what? Go ahead and step on the earthworm. And, uh, well, the nice thing about the earthworm, if you cut them, they keep growing, right? They they, they have regrowth. So go ahead and cut them up. And you tell me about Lake Elsinore, what's going on. What do you got in the background? I'm sorry. I'm picking up donuts for the kids. So, oh, so, oh, my yeah, God. So hey, I'm, I'm a good grandpa. So, um, yeah, I heard you guys talk about Lake Elsinore. And, of course, you know, Sergio and his one-liner. Uh, you know, we're going to get some new material here soon, Sergio. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the, the fish are biting us. As uh, Andrew mentioned, the wipers are getting really big. And they're they're biting a friend of mine, David. And that, those are the photos that I sent you. He caught those just yesterday. Wow. He goes out three times a week over at Launch Point, and they've been ranging between you know um, two pounds, or actually a half a pound, which are the, the the ones that are being spawned in the lake, up to fourteen pounds. So you know, I I, I really wanted to hit on that because you know we got the June Extreme Fishing Derby coming up here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And if people think things aren't biting, 
they're thinking the wrong thing. All right, they need to think again because I'll tell you what, they are going off. In fact, um, I'm glad you mentioned the Dream Extreme Fishing Derby. Let me let me just say this, folks. Friday the 19th. And then the fishing actually occurs on Saturday the 20th and Sunday the 21st. It's a two-day event, uh, derby-like versus tournament. Very, very friendly atmosphere. You can still be competitive, but it's a very friendly atmosphere. Uh, This is where you want to bring your wife, your kids, your grandkids, your nephews, um, anything. And ladies, if you're listening, grab a friend, bring them out, or bring her out and just get on the water. It, it, It is a great event. Uh, It's hosted by the Lake Elsinore Hotel and Casino. Most of the events will be there. Uh, So after we do the weigh-in, Ron and Tony and uh, Andrew, they handle all the weigh-in. And then we head over to the uh, casino where we get together, we we, uh, have dinner, and then... Um, the awards are announced because there, there's awards in five different categories for five different species of fish. Um, you know, you get first, second, and third per day, and then first, second, and third overall. So there's thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of cash and prizes that will be available. And I highly recommend go to lercasino.com. That's lercasino.com. And as soon as you go there, look at the events, you'll see that the Derby's there. Sign up. They'll give you a package where it includes a two-night stay for two people uh, at, the, at the hotel, and it includes the entry to the Derby. So, you can't, honestly, you can't beat that. And the meals are included. So if you go in the Derby, you'll be given a box lunch. And then also, um, Carnival Teresa has been kind enough to, to donate a lot of uh, chicken and brockwurst, I believe. And along with the casino, the dinners don't cost you anything either. Your drinks will, but not not the dinner, and that's two days. So, Jonathan, it's going to be really, really, really cool. Yeah, you know, I was talking to William uh, just yesterday. He stopped by the office to pick up some prizes, and he was telling me that the registration is going pretty well right now. You know, it's you know, and we talked about it last week, and I want to thank you and Ron and Tony uh, and even the Earthworm for inviting us uh, over to talk about you know, the lake and everything. It, it's, a, it's a natural lake. It's so, uh, you know, the biggest natural lake in Southern California. And so algae is, is part of our lives. And, you know, this last algae bloom is something we haven't seen, you know, in my nine years. And I was talking to people that I haven't seen in 50 years. So, you know, it's uh, uh, a lake that's always evolving. And, you know, we just did some testing, got some testing back uh, last week. And, it, you know, the numbers are trending the right way. You know, so when we talked about it last week, you know, we're looking at a, a catch release except for carp. Um, you know, I was talking to JT from JT Boat Rentals, and he's mm-hmm. really excited about everybody coming back. And I can't wait to see you guys Saturday, that Saturday morning. Well, listen, hold on podcast. tight, because I, I know you can't hear the music. I can, but we have to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk. You know, Danny Jackson will jump on, but I'll finish with you. Can you hang on, Jonathan? Yes, sir. Yeah, the box of donuts, they won't go stale. So just hang on tight. <laughs> All right. You're on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back. I'm driving by your house. No, no, you're not hurt. But I can see you. Your brows can't shine in the sun. You got your hair combed back. Surprises on me. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. 
That dog does not want to be petted. <laughs> A heads up before something bad happens. You should not send that text. Uh-oh. Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but prediabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can reverse prediabetes and prevent or delay type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihadprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Angels Radio AMA 30, KLAA. Orange County, Angeles, and Inland Empire. Where Angels Baseball lives. Finding great people to hire can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack. But not with ZipRecruiter. Their powerful matching technology delivers so many qualified candidates. It's like finding a needle in a needle stack. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. For less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. At ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two. That means, now, well, you know what that means. After nine years, you better know what that means. This song means that the sheriff, the jig slinger himself, is ready to do his thing. So without further ado, the CEO of Filmdom, the jig, the jig slinger. I like that one. The jig slinger, the sheriff himself, Mr. Danny Jackson. Good morning, sir. Hey, uh, well, good morning, Sergio, and of course, Steve Carson, Steve Carson, Ron Hobbs, Andrew. I guess Andrew is still around there. He's, and, uh, he's, he's, he's slithering somewhere, yeah. Okay, well, all right, that's good. And no, you, also hear, have, uh, you also have Jonathan Oliver Skinner on. I wanted to hear more about what John, Jonathan Oliver Skinner has to say about Dream Extreme Derby. You know, we that's coming up here, what, a little over a couple Two weeks. of weeks? Yeah. Nin- weeks. Yeah, 19th, so I'd like to... Hear what uh, Jonathan has to say there, sir. John. All right, Jonathan, go ahead. The the uh, the sheriff. Wow, that, I, the, I, the, the sheriff I gave his time. Yeah, the sheriff, the sheriff just gave his time. I this guy. Wow, I'm I'm blushing. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he he handed the ball over to you. You better not. You better, I better not fumble. I no, Dallas, no, no. And I've right? seen. Yeah, and I've seen Dallas play. I mean, you know, no fumbling, no interceptions. Definitely don't take a sack. So go no, ahead. No scores. <laughs> well, yeah, well, let's see. Let's see if he scores. Let's see. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, as Sergio was talking about, you know, the casino has a really good good uh, deal there for you to to come and. And experience, uh, you know, Lake Elsinore for, for a couple of days. Not only do you have a chance to stay at a great casino, you know, right down the street is, is our is our Diamond Stadium where the Storm baseball players. Also, coming out to the lake, you can see all the things that we have around the lake, you know, Jack's Barbecue, uh, a couple of uh, other places that are on Riverside Drive. So it, it's pretty awesome. Of course, Launch Point. 
You know, Launch Point is our is one of our jewels that are down uh, on the north side of the lake. You know, over 190 camp areas. We've changed the the number that we have because we actually made some of them executive camping spots. Uh, made them a little bit bigger and, and give uh, a couple more amenities to it. And you know, we, of course, we have the uh, Vintage Village, and these are all vintage trailers that range anywhere from you know the 19. 19- 50s to the 1970s and 80s, and of course uh, the Yurt Village, which is one of my favorite. I know Ron's is the rock and roll, but mine is the, is the beach because it's really perfect for my wife and I to see the sunrise as it, as it comes over. And so, you know, this fishing derby, the 10th annual one. I want to thank Randy and, and everybody and, and Ted over at uh, over at the casino. Of course, you know the world-class Angler Chronicles and, and Danny and, and, and John and, and their videos and everything and, and making it a, a great event. So we're be 10 years old here in a couple of weeks. Wow. Yeah, I know it's going to be great, and it's been a great, great run, and it's getting bigger and better. Unfortunately, we had that hiccup during COVID, but uh, where we couldn't have it. But you know what? That thing's over, and we already tried it one day was great. Now we're going back to two days, but it's even better. So, um, Jonathan, um, best way to get on and, and sign on, I would guess, is the L E R Casino dot com. Go on the website, and uh, you'll be good to go. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if you. Uh have any questions about Lake Elsinore, please go down to go to www.lake-elsinore.org. Um, you can give us a call at 951-674-3124, and my extension is 266. Yeah, and I'll be giving away, I'll be putting out there on social media Jonathan's personal cell phone because he loves to get calls and he likes really early in the morning guys so if you guys one of these guys that gets early riser he starts answering phones at 3 a.m please be yep. fearful <laughs> no yep. anyway listen, sometimes 2 30 sometimes 2:30. yeah well listen uh, jonathan enjoy your grandkids okay enjoy those donuts i know what you did to those donuts what we brought in here can't believe you actually painted on with icing the Angler Chronicle logos on all those donuts. I really appreciate that. that was a class act, my friend. So uh, enjoy your uh, your family, and uh, we'll see you when you get back. All right, you guys take care. Take care. Thank you. Jonathan Oliver Skinner, Director of Community Services at Lake Elsinore. All right, I'm going to hand it back over to the sheriff because he owns this time. Sheriff, what do you got to do? <laughs> what do you got to say? Well, just real quick, uh, Sergio, you mentioned... Uh, you were talking about the uh, smallmouth bass or what uh, I used to fish in Arkansas with my dad. and We fished a lake on northern Arkansas called Bull Shoals Lake, which was famous for the big brownies, we used to call them, brown bass or brownies. But that trip we made, uh, Sergio, a few years ago with with Brant to the, uh, to the Big K Ranch, mm-hmm. Umpqua River, Southwest Oregon, that was that was phenomenal. How crazy was fishing. that trip? All right. It was crazy. It was really crazy. But anyway, that was a good trip. We'll have to run that episode episode again this summer because that was summertime fishing. Listen, I, I was hoping Andrew was still listening. If he is, he is. He is. He, yeah. like, yeah, he hasn't okay. uh, dug deep in the ground yet. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> okay. I'm here. Well, I was going to say something, uh, Serge, about uh, carp fishing. In fact, the bow fishing. Admittedly, I'm not a carp fisherman. I've caught a handful. They're, they're, they are exciting to catch. They really are. But I witnessed some of this uh, bow fishing 
uh, a few years ago on an episode we produced with Ronnie Kovac. And, uh, boy, that was a kick. And I know Andrew's good at it. And, and you know, it's it's a knack. You have to you, – it, you take some practice. to. You know, I tried it with a crossbow, and I don't think I hit one all day. But but uh, I, we were fishing with a, with a young man who just never missed. But – Anyway, that was um, well, 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 that eat, was a lot of fun. Let me ask this: Will it eat a forty-five or a fifty caliber? <laughs> well, hey, in, in Vietnam, we used to shoot a flying fish with a fifty caliber machine gun. So, <laughs> uh, they, again, they folks, statue well. of limitations is uh, <laughs> done. Right. Yeah, Ro- Ronnie Kovac used to tell me that was a total waste of taxpayers dollars but it was good for morale so absolutely anyway let's let's get to uh tomorrow's show which is really a dandy and a fan favorite um we call it david and goliath aboard the double o now anyone familiar with the the account in the bible about uh the real david and goliath well goliath actually was beheaded if you read the fine print Mm -hmm. he was beheaded well the same thing aboard the ocean odyssey uh the big this big bluefin tuna lost his as well to a young man named David. And uh, I don't know, what did the fish weigh? It was around 200 pounds. Two, I, if I'm one, not mistaken, and please don't quote, but I think it was 237, I want to say that. Yeah. It, it, and I'll tell right you, we, we, we misjudged it on the boat. We thought it was just around 210, 20, we knew it was over 200. So he got his first cow. And um, David was all of, what, 14 years old? Um, maybe 16? Yeah. And yeah. Thin like a toothpick, okay? And, yeah. and what I loved about David is um, that night we had several big fish. And then I seen these super big muscular guys buckle, okay? And they hand over their rod in less than five minutes because they can't handle it. So that that can helps. He never gave up his rod. He bought. He fought that thing from beginning to end. Um, the only time I think he gave it up is when um, he had to go around the front of the boat, and you know because he's not he's tall, but he's not huge, and it was hard for him to get through the the bow. So that's when Deckhand jumped in. They jumped to the point, you know, get the rod around, and that's the only uh, breather that he took. I remember because I was right there with him. So it is a great well, it, episode. It, it's an exciting episode, and you got you don't want to miss it. Uh, tomorrow morning, that will that will air at 8:30 on Bally uh, Sports West. Uh, don't forget at 8 a.m. One last look at Tuna Wars Seven. Um, now uh, I wanted to announce this because it's pretty much official now because I'm already starting the closed captioning. Uh, next uh, Sunday, May 7th, we're going to be running the uh, Fishing Syndicate anniversary trip uh, aboard the El Dorado. Of course, with our very good friend Oliver Solis with Fishing Syndicate. So, really looking forward to that one next week. So, a lot of new shows coming up. Sergio and Angular Chronicles <coughs> Television. Proud to be a part of it. And uh, that's about all I've got this morning. Sir. Well, you know, we, we were proud to have you with us. And um, I think this season is going to be really, really good. We already started filming uh, this past week. We got some, some footage on the victory. We'll be doing another trip on the victory and then closing it up and showing you. Yeah, we only want to show you multiple species. Okay, so right now it's all about rockfish. So we're going to try to see if we can get into some bass and some maybe some barracuda, bonita. 
hopefully a yellowtail. Uh, so we'll, later on, we'll, we'll finish it up. We had a great trip, and Ron will tell you guys about that. And uh, we start filming. We'll be, uh, we got the Dream Extreme coming up. We have Bay of LA, five days there, then immediately followed by Tuna Wars. Um, and start from there and keep going. We've got two trips. Yeah. We've got yeah. two trips to the um, East Cape. We got the tuna shootout. We will be participating in the tuna tournament there. And then right after that, we have the shoe giveaway with Fishers of Men. So we'd love doing that. So yeah, Danny, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a great year. An exciting uh, summer and fall of fishing and filming. So that's the way we like it, Sergio. Amen, brother. Okay, you take okay. care. Take care, Danny. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll make this happen. Everybody heard it okay. from the sheriff himself. <laughs> Next week, the fifth okay. annual Dream. Uh, All right. Yeah, the fifth annual. Um, um, I almost fishing said Oliver. Syndicate. Yeah, I almost said the Oliver Solis tournament, but I was at fishing syndicate. All right, thank you, Danny. Uh, okay, we'll see you guys. Have a great weekend, everybody. All right. Well, it's time to take a little break here. And um, turn up the music a little, uh, Leilani. I want, I want to see if the earthworm knows who this is. What do you think, earthworm? Oh, definitely uh, the B-52s. All right. B-52s, according to him, which means he's now 12 feet under because it's an <laughs> insult not to get Queen right. All right, anyway, it's all good. But uh, Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830K LA. We'll be right back. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-339-2300. That's 657-339-2300. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Hi, I'm Captain Dave Marciano, and how would you like the freshest local New England seafood shipped to you overnight? No running around from store to store to find what you like. We have it here at AngelicaSeafoods.com. Everything from tuna, haddock, cod, clams, lobsters, scallops, we have it all. The finest seafood overnight to your door anywhere in the continental U.S. AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio AM 
I can't help myself, Leilani. I'm dancing like crazy here. You got me rock and rolling today, darling. Thank you so much. All right, listen, folks, you're an angler. Chronicles Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA, and I'm getting a huge hot report here, and I want to make sure I make mention of it. <clears throat> We've got none other than Mia, who happens to be not here, okay, because he's at Carbon Canyon Kids Fishing Day. Oh, that's right, it is. Today. Yeah, and I, and he sent me a photo of everybody cutting bait, getting everything ready for the kids. Um, I really, really just, cause I'm looking at these faces, I really want to thank on behalf of Bidon. Um, and Angler Chronicles, Team 57. They are so representing. They're there. They're cutting bait. Um, they're just wonderful people. Uh, since the Actually, just as we started going, uh, Ron, um, Team 57 has always played a huge part in always. our history. Now, you know, Casey Anglers has added on, SoCal Anglers as well, Huntington Harbor, Rod and Reel. But Team 57 was the original uh, part. They have volunteered for anything that we've needed, kids, whatever. And I'm, I'm glad to see that um, Tony, who had a real... That's, that's how uh, Team 57 was introduced to us, through Tony. Um, again, guys, thank you so much. And everybody else that went there to, uh, to help, thank you. Thank you for doing this for the kids. We, we highly appreciate it. So, uh, Tony, I hope you have your phone on and you heard that. Okay? Because if not, I, we'll, we'll kill him. If you know what? If he doesn't call in, Ron, I will authorize you to behead him. Whoa. Off with his head. Right? Because I identify as an emperor, so That's off right. with his head. Queen of hearts. Whoa, dude, bro. Do uh, I do I need to give you a theme song? Don't make me go there. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, what I want to do, Earthworm and Steve Carson, is move into the salt water. Okay? Because... Things are really heating, heating up. And so I asked Ron to do me a favor and just, you know, give us an overview from San Diego to, say, Channel Islands of what's going on. Then all of us can just jump in and, and we'll talk about it. Okay, so Ron, why don't you start up north and work our way yeah, south? Yeah, we'll, we'll start off the Channel Islands. And right now, the name of the game is Rockfish. Um, there is a sprinkling right now. There was earlier a lot of white sea bass that that seems to have tapered off just a tad, but with rockfish you got a lot of halibut going on, and that's at Channel Islands, and you can get up there. You know our friends, uh, you know the Fuquas up that are up there, uh, and you can call them at eight zero five three eight two one six one two. Get on there, great halibut going on, and you never know when the ghosts are going to show back up. That's why they call them. The yeah, ghosts. you know they've had a, a really good sprinkle, like you said, um, and. Um, I know, uh, Earthworm, you posted something on Max Fish Reports uh, with, with Captain Tucker, and he had a lot of halibut and a lot of uh, uh, white sea bass. Well, that was this week, wasn't it? That was uh, yesterday, yeah. They went out to uh, one of the local islands there on an overnight trip. Uh, not only did they, they, I'll call it the triple, they pulled off a triple, which from what I could see is the first time this year uh, mm -hmm. that it's happened. That partakes in white sea bass which they put plenty on the on the deck lots of halibut big ones too and then they put a couple yellowtail on yes. the boat they have the triple there um you know and and the key is to make uh the squid the night before um you know find find where they're at load up on the squid get them in the tank and that's been the number one you know factor to catch these and what landing is that uh, he uh, that's Ventura Landing. Uh, uh, Tucker actually owns the whole thing. He bought it. 
Uh, two years ago. So. Yeah, that's Captain Tucker. Right. All right, yeah, so you're right, Ron. There's a really good... And, and the rock fishing is phenomenal up there. Well, right, they, so. they even have ling cod and uh, you yeah. know, uh, all the stuff. And you know, Like we did down here, we actually caught a ling cod. So. So, so get on the freeway and move south. All right, we're going to come on down down to Long Beach. and that Long includes, Beach, San Pedro, uh, you know, San Pedro, LA, 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 and all that in there. Um, they, the rock fish, name of the game. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of whitefish. There seems to be a lot more whitefish down here than there are up in a little bit north, further. Uh, and also, you know, the vermilion and the uh, ling cod are also showing up here. And, and yeah, a and lot the, of whitefish. Yeah, so uh, let me just say this. So the whitefish, I know that they've been all over. Uh, they've kind of taken over. But they're big. Yeah, but they, they've kind of taken over as well at, at the Isers. You know, mm-hmm. the Isers are <laughs> relatively shallow. But if you go down there with a strip of squid, you better be... Sure, you're going to get a, a whitefish. You got to fish them with big sardines if you want the bass. And and you know up here at Long Beach, obviously it's the Enterprise, the Victory, and the mighty El Dorado. You know, and the so El we Dorado's were on running. the Enterprise about two weeks ago, uh, two and weeks. on Thursday we were on the Victory. And how do we do? Who? <laughs> my arm's still sore. Uh, my, my, yeah, my. I, thank God I was Your doing thumb, some yeah. push-ups. Yeah. Hey, folks, if you have an electric reel, one of the things I re- highly recommend is do thumb push-ups. With okay. your thumb, just just your thumb, and it, it strengthens your finger when you push it. Uh, well, Carson, I also, and I had a reason too. You know, I using not using the electric reel because I just got some really nice, beautiful rods. rods. We can talk about that as well. But I want to tell Steve Carson, Carson, you would not believe all the nasty looks I got. <laughs> we were fishing 600 to 700 feet. Then consider the angle. That adds probably another 50 to 100 feet. Okay, because the current was starting to move. And they were looking at me. They were coming up with fish, and I'm just going. Ee. But but hey, I had to hold the rod, Ron. Yeah, I had well, that, to hold the that, rod. That was tough. I saw you straining with it on the rail. So what do you think about an electric <clears throat> reel, Steve Carson, for rockfish? Well, it depends on how you're fishing them. If you're fishing them old school style, you know, with a two or a three or a five pound sinker, and and you can't use. Like the old days, Ron remembers, 15, 20, 30 hook canyons, not legal. They changed the depth regulations. They did not change the hook regulations. But if you're using a big old heavy sinker, yeah, I guess I, I guess why not? Minimum, you know minimum required was 16 ounces. Yeah. Okay. And, and that would get you to the bottom, and then it would start fart flying. Yeah, there's well, a. But the, the thing is, is if you fish slow pitch jiggy, what pound test line did you have on your reel? Uh, no, I wasn't doing slow pitch. I think I had. No, uh, no, no. I'm saying, what pound test line did you have on your reel? On my reel, I think I had six. No, no, I had fifty. Fifty pound braid. Okay. And remember, then. Remember my trout fishing seminar, my one sentence trout fishing seminar, used two pound test line. Yes. My one cent slow pitch jigging seminar for fishing the deep water is use twenty pound test braid mm. because with the new regulations, remember you could only have two hooks. If you've got a typical slow pitch jig, which will have a hook on the nose end, a hook on the tail end, you're done. That's all you're legally allowed to have. Mm-hmm. You can't have a trailer. You can't have a ganyan. You can't have anything. So you tie your line and, you know, have a little, it doesn't have to be long, you know, a four or five foot liter is plenty of 40 pound mono, that's more than enough. And you tie that to 20 pound test braid, you can probably get to the bottom with 
maybe even not even a 16-ounce Well, let jig. me tell you something. You we had a 12-ounce jig. We had one passenger, Jeremy. He was using his slow-pick jig all day. If I made fun of him, okay, I said, you bring a little toothpick. Um, and he had a crank. One time he's cranking right next to me, and I'm just looking at him, and I've, you know, got my little thumb moving the 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 button up and it's going and he's just looking at me and suffering because i'll tell you what 700 feet that's a long way to go anyway he was using a jig that was probably no more than 250 gram maybe smaller okay flat fall type and yeah the minute he got down there get a couple of jigging motions and he was on so it's it's a good way to go okay but i would highly recommend especially for these deeper areas where you can only have two hooks if you're going to go old school. I'm using that Tanacon 500 uh, from Daiwa. It's actually Danny's reel. I just bought some batteries to go with it. I uh, figured out to uh, Velcro the battery to the butt of the rod. Okay, it gets that battery out of the way. You can handle the reel just like you would a regular one. It's about the size of maybe a little bigger than a 400 series uh, baitcaster, so they're really cool. And they just take all the burden out of it. I mean, you just, you, you, you actually feel the bite, you set the hook, you can crank a few cranks, and then go ahead and put it in, into, uh, into speed. Now, the only thing I saw is that, or experience, if you go too fast, they'll come off. If you go too slow, that's not good either. So you'll find, you'll find the groove. You'll, you'll find the, uh, the speed, okay? Uh, but anyway, and if you're going to go out, the other thing I would say is take big reels. And that's because we always talk about the inches per crank. It makes a big deal when you're going 700 feet. So, uh, okay, let me get back to Ron here. So, uh, Ron. Okay. Oh, wait so a minute. Let me, let me give a setup because Steve will love this one. Steve, I was using, I don't know the model of them. It slips me right now. But I was using these 9-0 long shank. I mean, the, the type of hooks they use for making lead heads. Okay, their owner not, and they were, I only had nine on. I probably would use a seven on. But anyway, I, I I took those and I take the gulp, okay, grub, and just fed it in like a like if it were a plastic on a on a lead head, and sent them down. Never put bait, and I would get down there, and the instant that gulp gets bit, so it was really really good. Uh, it was perfect for what I was doing. And I think I got the biggest Boccaccio on the boat. I would guesstimate eight pounds, nine pounds. It was a, it was a good tote. So, and we have that on film, so it'll be all good. You'll see it. Um, so, Carson, good job on the Berkeley bait. Okay, that, that, that works really good. Oh, yeah. The, the, the gulp tail on the one thing about slow pitch jigs is the first fish that sees them bites them. And that may or may not be a fish, you know, a, a good-sized fish. And obviously, when you're bringing it up from that far down, you want it to be as good a size fish as you can get. So what I generally will do in those situations is I'll put a six-inch gulp tail on the bottom hook. And that makes, that makes those jigs pretty big. It makes them, you know, 14, 16 inches long. And the smaller fish will... They'll still bite them, but at least it makes them think about it for you know for a few seconds and gives the bigger fish a chance to get to them. Yeah. So yeah, those gulp tails are are absolutely a, a godsend to upping your average size fish that you bring up from that. Obviously, it's a long ways up. You want the fish to be as big as you can get it. Yeah. Well, listen. Um, before I forget, because this, this, I just read something made me laugh, Ron. It's completely off the wall, but I have to answer it because we will be seeing them a little later. I just got a message from uh, 
Borracho Don Southern. And he's, I'm going to read it verbatim. Good morning, Emperor Sergio. Is it true that this at this year's Dream Extreme, you will be abdicating your title of King of the Conga Line and trading it for the Lord of the Limbo? Asking for all the other munchkins out there. Really? Don, I will see you at breakfast, and then nobody will see you ever again. <laughs> well, I'm going to put this in ceiling down. I was, that was funny, Don. I had to read it. Okay, listen. The, I left it because we have to go to break, Ron. See how perfectly timing. And I do all this because Leilani, she keeps me on track here. Thank you, Leilani. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break. And uh, name of this song, Ron. I, I don't want to give it to the earthworm because he's going to mess it up. So, name of the song and artist. Turn it up. Oh, Robert Plant. Name of the song? Uh, the Log. Big Log. Big Log, yeah. Very good. And I may. Uh, Carson, you think it was just Robert Plant or was it his band? No, it's not. Oh, I'm sure he had plenty of, of confident session men behind him. He yeah, always right. does. All right, folks, this is Angels Radio, AM830 KLA. You're listening to Angry Chronicles, and we'll be right back. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Brie, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LA, it's Angler Chronicles. And you know who's who's rocking it there, uh, Mac? The cash box. You're rocking the cash Oh, my God, he got one right. Do you, okay, okay for, the, for, for the big prize here, if you can tell me the band, you got, you got part of the name, give me the band. But be careful, uh, but be careful not to clash with anybody. Okay, uh... uh the, the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, man. Ron gave you the oh, name. Oh, Ron, Ron. Ron, yeah. now let's talk about a softball. You know what? We had <laughs> Andrew Mack, had you gotten it correctly, 
It was a brand new Mercedes Benz. We had a, yeah, we had a loaded with gold. With, yeah, with everything inside. We were and we were going to give you the SUV so you could put your fishing rods in there and hit anywhere you wanted. And not the SUV. That, that would be that's not the SUV, which is the one that I'm talking about. Uh, an AMG. The it looks like a Jeep. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So. You know, and I'm sorry. See, had you gotten the clash, they would have been a double whammy. You would have won, but you didn't do it. So sorry. See, so, so we'll leave that one in the, at the car lot there. All right, but let me let me go back okay. um, and let Ron go ahead and continue. Uh, uh, first of all, when we go, if you want to get on the Enterprise, go to PurePoint not net or five six two nine eight three nine three zero zero. But book online, guys. And then if you want to get to the victory in El Dorado, the mighty El Dorado, 562-432-8993. But they also want you to book online at longbeatsportfishing.com. So now we're going to move down to Dana Wharf. Okay. And uh, I want to first of all say hello to my friends on the Helena who are out the, for the first time today. Oh, cool. You guys go ahead and kill them. Uh, but also, I want to give you a well, heads kill up. The fish, if you don't kill book, the crew. Right. Or kill your the fish, not the crew. <laughs> if you guys book a trip on the Helena, you can book right now all any trip all year uh, uh, before June 15th. They will give you 20% off. And Calvin, thank you, buddy. Uh, can't wait to be with you in a couple weeks. And uh, But then you have the Clemente, the Sum Fund, and the Dana Pride. And right now it's Picaccio, Vermilion, and just pretty much the rockfish. Uh, they're very good sprinkle. Right and you know what I told you? I went, I was fishing there a couple of weeks ago on a center console. And um, I, know I, saw, I saw a little bit of red tide. So the name of the game over there is rockfish, right. quality rockfish. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Get on the fish. Yep. And you can get a hold of them at 949 all right. So now what I'd like to do is bring Steve Carson in and also the Earthworm and Ron have a discussion. Because now as we get into San Diego, Ron, um, you know, it, it's all there. And San Diego, if you go on some of the three-quarter half day, you're going to load up on the rockfish just like you would up here. But there's something special going on. And the three-quarter day, full day, and beyond are catching a lot of tuna, Carson. A lot of bluefin. Before we get to the bluefin, uh-huh. I want to go completely the other direction and help out a lot of people that maybe don't necessarily have the ability to go out on a boat or don't have the time. I'm going to spot burn. I, I don't usually do this, but I'm going to do a major spot burn right now. Uh-oh. Because uh, I was down there. I wasn't fishing, but I took a little walk like I always do when I'm down there out on the Shelter Island Pier. The halibut are going off. Oh. And you do catch a lot of small ones there quite frequently, but I'm talking about legal fish in the in the six to twelve pound range. You know, not there's no forty pounders. The trick is uh, catch yourself. Use a little bitty sabiki, the smallest sabiki you can get. If you can get, uh, usually that's a number fourteen, but occasionally you can find literally a number twenty sabiki, which is hard to even see and get yourself some live smelt. Get the smelt out there. You don't have to make a big giant cast. Get it out at least 50, 60 feet away from the pier on the bottom. There's a lot of halibut in the bay right now, and they're really nice ones. So that, I'm, I'm, I just I just spot burned. Um, sorry if you're out there on the Shelter Island Pier right now and you suddenly see a wave of people attacking. Uh, mea culpa, my fault. Okay, now we're back to the tuna. Sergio, there's been good tuna fishing in, in San Diego before, and there's been decent tuna fishing in 
in April, at least occasionally before, but there's never been this many bluefin this big in April before. It's like never happened ever. I, I don't even know what to say. It's just incredible. No, I mean, I, I mean, I was just, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the counts. I'm looking at, at Facebook, for example, and see these photos coming up, and I'm going, this is crazy, you know. And I'll just, I, I'm not just naming names here on boats because I'm sure all the all the boats that have the same run, but like, like the San Diego, they go out and they come back. I think the first day with 20, then 27, then 48, then 50 something, and I'm like, they're pretty much limiting if not one or two fish shy from limiting on tuna and this is the one that got me 30 to 200 pounds okay and uh depending on the school they get in you know uh most of the fish that i've seen are you know probably in the 40 to 50 pound range so that's quality stuff uh they're biting jigs and fly line bait um uh so it, it's get on them and then you know what? When this thing started, Steve, they they were only biting at night. For some reason, these fish did not want to bite during the day, but that has changed. And with that change, you get mm-hmm. these fish. And they're saying uh, one stop can make the difference. Uh, there's some fish underneath the kelps or near kelps um, because I, I know they're coming back with very large bonita and also with some yellowtail. I haven't seen the size of the yellowtail photos would kind of tell me they're probably smaller ones. So the guys... Yeah, the, 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 bonita, the bonita are bigger than the yellowtail. But okay. they're yellowtail. Yeah, the but... Yellow, catch, yellowtail are running like 6 to 12 pounds. The bonita are running like 10 to 15 pounds. Yeah, so those little ones, let them go, guys. Okay, the uh, yellowtail grows pretty fast. They're very prolific. They'll do well. So if they're not bleeding, let them go. I love the fact that they're biting surface iron. They're biting fly line bait. They're flying... Uh, uh, a jig, you know, that you can go down deep. So a lot of ways to catch them. Just we always tell you this. When when the tuna show up, you can't bring your reel that's been sitting for three years, okay, in your garage, okay, in a garage, you know, where, you know, when it's hot, it's hot. And when it's cold, it's cold, okay, and expect it just be ready to go first time out. It may be. Especially the line, Sergio. Yeah, especially. especially the line. Yeah. Holy moly is, is uh, line takes a beating anyway. And if you got your reel filled up with, with line last year, even if you didn't go fishing, if you, for, you broke your leg and you couldn't go fishing at all last year, you got your reel filled up with line last year, throw it away. And, and I'm talking about the top shot, the monofilament. Uh, your braid is usually pretty good unless you hooked a fish and he kind of ran under the boat and, and, and rubbed the line all across the bottom of the boat. Then then that can definitely damage your braid. And you can tell when braid is starting to go bad because for want of a better way to describe it, it starts to grow little hairs. Mm-hmm. And you can see them, and you can definitely. Oh feel yeah, them. you can. Yeah, you can feel it when it goes through. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like 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 steve is saying everything has to be in sync so every year when the season's about before the season starts make sure you have the reels checked if you'd like to do it yourself do it yourself change the grease change the oil do what you got to do change the line almost definitely okay uh not you don't have to change your spectra but like steve says there'll be areas all you got to do cut it there and put new spectra on top make a knot have it happen okay um 
the ideal is to replace the whole thing, but you know, given expenses, you're almost you, you can go ahead and tie a knot and and go from there. All right, Ron. So. Um, it is good fishing from San Diego all the way to Channel well, yeah, Islands. You can even get on a long drains trip out there, and they're catching you know yellowfin, yellowfin you tuna, know, and the wahoo, the wahoo. There's stuff, one so. boat at uh, I think it's the Royal Stars at the Hurricane Bank, and they got a tuna over 300. So here's um, here's what I want to mention. You know, we had a great trip on the Victory, but we're going on a day and a half on the El Dorado. You want to give the dates to that one? I do. It's on May. It's on May seventh. We depart at 8.30 p.m. It's on the Eldorado. It's a Sunday, right? It's a Sunday night. Uh-huh. And it's a day and a half. And, you know, normally the Eldorado is a overnight. Right. But for us, they uh, graciously put us a day and a half. And like I said, you can reach them at longbeachsportfishing.com. Five six two four three two eight nine nine three. Yeah, and you can actually go on our website, look under AC Schools. Right. Okay, you go underneath there. The the whole list comes out, tells you how to get there, how to uh, sign up. I'll put something also on Facebook this week and uh, and let you guys because it's it's next weekend. It's next Sunday. We're yeah. going. To, uh, chances are we're probably going to go to San Sunday. Nicholas Island. Uh, the rockfish there are always large, and I don't have to fish six hundred feet. And there is a chance that you may wind well, up with some white sea white bass, sea bass or, or yellowtail. Yellowtail there right. as well. There's also, believe it or not, some calico bass. Right. So um, if we'd love to see you there. Uh, I, I, we're not sure how many people have signed up. This is a trip that is handled by the El Dorado directly, so or Long Beach Sport Fishing. So call, make sure you go. We'll have a great time, and I'll be there. Ron will be there, and Ron, of course, won't miss it. In fact, uh, Steve Carson, Rock Cod Ron, that's his new name. Yeah. Okay. So, guys, if you want to go out of San Diego. Um, Did you see how fast he changed the um, subject, Steve Carson? You guys want to go out of San Diego. Uh, right now, you know, the uh, Ocean Odyssey is not running until June. June. But you can reach them at OceanOdyssey.com and 619-889-4535. And the reason I gave it now. They book fast. They Three quarters of their trips are booked, oh, so wow. you got to go in there and do it now. Uh, we do have our first trip in July is sold out. Our two and a half day, uh, I have about three spots left, and then but the October trip still has a few. Excellent. So, Carson. So you know we talk about having our gear ready and everything, and uh, it's so important. I saw some. I mean, on, on the victory, I saw some issues. Okay, um, one guy didn't have enough line on his reel, which oh. is like, he got down to his knot, and, and I'm looking when he brings up the whole thing, and the, the reel's halfway full. So I tell him, look, let's put some line in there. For uh, rockfish, I don't necessarily recommend fluorocarbon. Okay, no, I mean, you don't, I mean, if, you don't need it. If, it. if it's on there and you have a little short top shot, <coughs> you don't really need to change it, but... You absolutely do not need fluorocarbon for rockfish. No. And if you're if you're lazy, okay, you could get the owner two hook sabiki. Okay, it's uh, I believe it's fifty pound or forty pound main line, and then uh, fifty or forty to the hooks. So they're really good. It's got the swivel on top. It's got the little swi- uh, barrel swivel with a little um, clasp there, so you can just put your weight on. It's easy to change your weight. Make one knot up top. And they have a little like a shrimp uh, fly on it, so it's it's really cool. All you gotta do is put a bait on it and just send it down. If not, you'd make yourself a two hook ganya. But I, I was using 
uh, like you said, 50-pound uh, braid with 40-pound monofilament. And I put a lot of monofilament. There, there's no casting here, guys. It's, hard. it's very difficult to cast 16 to 20-ounce <laughs> torpedo sinker and very dangerous. So all you got to do is just drop it. If you, if, you, if you send it down straight in front of you, it doesn't matter about the knot, how deep it is. I gave myself plenty of uh, monofilament because... What happens if you bust a hook or you have to retie or you get tangled? You got to retie. And then, you know, I don't want to keep, you know, tying on a leader all the time. So put plenty of line. It's monofilament. Well, and, yeah, right. Well, you know, that's that's what we talk about all the time, you know. You, it, Steve says it all the time. Every year, you got to get fresh line. You can't keep going out there year after year after year with the same stuff. And it, one of these days, you're going to hook a fish of a lifetime and you're going to be oh, lost. Oh, you'll hook it. That's but about it. <laughs> the other thing is, guys everybody's got to bring weight and it's it's from eight ounces minimum all the way up to 20 you you've got to do it i would say 24 we don't carry yeah even 24 i saw a couple of those uh on our trip we don't carry all that stuff we we tell you we're going to give you hooks and i have a spool of 30 pound mono on me and i'll give anybody that i can with that well i'll tell you what i lost three pounds of lead uh on this last trip I handed 16 ounces that I had in my own, it's my own private selection, gone. Never came back to get stuck on the bottom, so take plenty. All right, everybody, hang on tight. We're going to take uh, one last break. This is Angels Radio, AM830, KLA, and we'll be right back. Was it something I said something I did? Did my words not come out right? Though I tried not to hurt you, though I tried. But I guess that's why they say Every rose has its thumb Angels Radio AMA 30 Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar Whether it's sports, drinks, games or food Michael's has something for everybody And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. Angels Radio AM 830 <laughs> Welcome back and welcome aboard this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. And, you know, we need to, uh, this is the last segment, so we got, we got a lot of stuff i got to wrap up. So uh, let me go to Ron right away. And, Ron, really quick, give me uh, a little. Uh, yeah, I just want to say, you know, guys, uh, we do have the uh, Dream Extreme coming up on uh, 19th through the 21st. So get out there. We've already given that information. But then right after that, we have the Helena, and uh, you can call them at uh, – 
and book with that. And remember, 20%. 20% off, yeah. So if you do it before June 15th. And uh, we just got, we're taking 15 people. Yeah, taking 15 people in Helena. And then remember that before even the Dream Extreme, we have the El Dorado trip leaving this right. Sunday. May 7th. There may be some room. Unfortunately, I can't tell you. I didn't check with, uh, with Steve or... Or TJ, how many people are on? But I'm I'm not expecting a, a I'll full find boat. Out right now. Okay, perfect. All right, so that's that. Earthworm, really quick. You got two minutes. Tell me anything else that we missed. Uh, I mean, that's about it. Um, I mean, the white sea bass are starting to turn on. Even I mean, if you're not fishing the Channel Islands, if you're going to the islands that are a little bit lower, uh, you know, that are 26 miles out or 46 miles out from 22nd San Pedro area. They're getting sea bass as well. So there's many options, and you guys are going to have a great trip when you go out. That's for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Carson, anything you want to add? Uh, again, I already I already burned the secret spot. Shelter Island Pier, Halibut, Live Smelt, be there. Um, it was it was pretty amazing when I was there. I think it was there actually there Thursday. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's it's really good. And, and, and if you can get a if you can get a ticket on a on a, my preference would be for a day and a half trip out of San Diego because even though there is some daytime bite and and you know the fish were thinking of you, Sergio, when they decided to bite during the daytime, I mm-hmm. get that. Because I sleep the at better night. bite and the bigger great fish have still been at night, more or less. Unfortunately, from from about midnight or one to about three. That's been like the hot bite, hot time on the big fish. So, uh, but as, and you said it before, Sergio. Pretty much every bite you get could and probably is the biggest fish of your life. So get out there and have some fresh line while you're there. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, um, let me just. There's a couple of things I want to do and say. Um, I want to thank everybody that came out on the on the victory this past Thursday. That was a blast. It was a blast, and um, you know, putting faces to names and, and getting together. So I want a big shout out to Ernie and Elizabeth, his wife. They came out fishing, had a great time. Everybody caught fish. I think I mentioned Jeremy, uh, who's our friend. Was it Jeff? Uh, help me here, Ron. Uh, I asked you in the elevator. Oh, Jeffrey Zapata. Uh, Thank you. Jeffrey, yeah. um, Thank you to him. And then congratulations. We had a young man win the jackpot with a lingcod. Uh, and it was his first fish, first fish ever. And it was a, 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 <laughs> it was a lingcod that took the, um, the uh, jackpot. jackpot. So that was really good. The other thing I want to mention to everybody is I want to thank everybody for Taco Tuesday. Uh, Taco Tuesday was this past Tuesday. And, yeah, um, I got a report from Jack that they were able to raise some funds. I wasn't able to go this week because my wife, wasn't, she, Rhonda wasn't feeling that great. There was a 24-hour bug. She got it, but she's fine now. So um, it was, I heard, pretty good. Um, Ron, I'm giving you a pass this week. Okay, you get a forgiveness card. I only told one short joke. Right. But remember, guys, everybody out there, please help a short person reach their heights. Okay. You know, um, Steve Carson, (laughs) he couldn't resist, could he? No. (laughs) He couldn't. Uh, I didn't go there. He couldn't resist. So, you know, Ron, here it comes. I love all you guys. Hey, Taco Tuesday was a blast. We did raise just under $2,000, and it's all because of you guys. We can't do it without you. No, you know, I, I agree. And it, it, it's so, 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 so important uh, to uh, to get that right. So, so Ron, 
<laughs> we always have seam thongs here. <laughs> and that's going to be you pleading on the way home for me not to hurt you. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the new theme song for One Hip Ronder. You like that One Hip Ronder? I did. Ron Hobalong Cassidy. Okay. Habanero. Habanero. Ron Habanero. Okay, listen. I'm on fire. From now on, every time you make a short joke, okay. you're going to get a brand new theme song. This week, you, What is Love by Hathaway. And all you guys that were at Taco Tuesday, how many? I told one short joke. And I was going to forgive you, but you had to say something here. <laughs> so to all our uh, Breakfast Club members that are listening, you know what? I may do the same for them. I am. Okay. And, 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 also, I'm, and I will be even more brutal because... <laughs> What frickin' frock we call them, okay? Yeah. Ron and oh, uh, Don. Don. <laughs> okay, they can't help themselves. But anyway, listen, I want to wrap it up here and say uh, again, thank you to everybody that's out there, Team Fifty Seven, helping uh, uh, Tony at Carbon Canyon. Uh, the kids fishing for today. That, that's really cool. El Dorado trip next week. I can't wait to get on it. Um, it's excellent fishing right now, and we can do it a lot shallower. Okay, <laughs> that's the beauty over there. Victory trip again. Thank you to everybody that came out. Um, let me see, Jenna, GT, um, help me out here. Mike Blue, Captain. Mike Blue, Captain George. Boy, I've never seen George. He had so much fun. Uh, it was just an incredible. Yeah, we had Mike Blue. You know, he we used to captain that boat yeah. before he went to Arizona, and he was there, and it was really, really cool. So. That that's really good. That's really good. And of course, and Ron. Yes, Ron. I'll see you Wednesday. What's that? You have been warned. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Get it. Da dum bum. Hey, well, he knows I'm going to see the warning. You, Steve and I are going to a concert together uh, on Wednesday. I cannot wait, bud. I and I I forgot to send you the picture of me model modeling the shirt for you. I'll send that to you later today. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, Steve, if you want to say that. I just saw a message you sent me about the biggest untold reason for the decline of salmon. Oh, yeah. I Can saw I that. Bass and largemouth bass eat them. Uh, I saw I that. Get, I would have guessed seals. I just read that. Yeah. All right. And then um, the other thing I highly recommend, if you want to have some fun, and we have a lot of listeners that do this, uh, go to our Friends of Anger Chronicles, especially during the show. As, an, as a subject comes up, Steve will post something about the subject. I have never seen an electric reel like the one you posted. It's a Z30. Oh, come on now. You uh, you have one. I've seen it. No, 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 no. It's no. a Tanacon. No, I know. It's a compact one. Um, you know, I people say, that's not fishing. Well, folks, I don't know that I want to pull from that deep, you know? So, uh, I don't know. What do you think, Ron? I think... I think it's. I'm all for you know, electric. I, I okay, was. Ron, I wanted Ron, to go buy one after I, I know got we home. have just maybe about five minutes left in the show, and you're already packing up. But when I hear a zipper, that just this is wrong. Okay, I heard the zipper on the air, Ron. Okay, you can't wear your jacket, Ron. Your jacket makes noise. Your chair did not get the WD-40 from the sheriff. I know. So we got to do that. Yeah, but it's all right, Ron. We haven't slept in three days, so it's okay. I know. But, well, you know, guys, I just can't thank everybody enough. You know, you make everything fun for us, and, and I can't believe that I get to do this. Very cool. So let me leave you. How much, Hey, Lonnie, how much time do we have? About three minutes, four minutes, three minutes, two minutes, three minutes. We got three minutes to go. 
Um, so I just want to say, buddy, look, the fishing is really getting going. Yeah. Uh, there is a pretty large El Nino I think is going to form for this year. It's going to mean a lot of water, not necessarily a lot of fish, but definitely a lot of water, so be careful. You know, Sergio, let, let me bring that up. Right now, everybody's kind of complaining, oh, the Sierra's all washed out, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there, the drought over the last, call it 10 years, has been really bad. I mean bad. Uh, bad for lake levels, bad for stream levels, bad for all kinds of fish populations. Um and I remember years ago, I was surveying a flood area with the Department of Fishing Game, back when they were called that, biologist, and it was a pretty devastating flood, and there was one or two dead fish here or there, and, you know, it wasn't really too bad. And I said, oh, my God, I can only imagine what this flood did to the local fish population. And he looks at me, he goes, I don't mean to be a wise guy, he says, but fish love water. <laughs> That's true. And, and and all this water, in the long run, is going to be very, very good for the freshwater fish populations. And also, the runoff takes a lot of nutrients into the inshore areas, so your local inshore fish species are also going to be more abundant over the next two years. This is really, I mean, it's, it's locally inconvenient. It's, it's inconvenient now. But in the long run, it's going to be good. Yeah, and, and remember, it brings all, it does, well, bring some currents of warm water um you know we've had a um, phenomenal fishing uh local i can remember the last one was 90 the serious one was 97 and then the other one 82 83 those were unbelievable el ninos i have a feeling it's going to be more like the 97 98 what did that mean that meant 20 to 30 pound dorado all you wanted in front of san onofre so um that's how close they were we were able to reach it from newport on a three-quarter day Okay, so Sergio, there's never been anything like the bite of 1983. No, but no. the average the average size was not very big. It was well, the, but the, the reason the, the reason I said the 97 because in 1983 the earthworm wasn't even he wasn't even a twinkle in his uh, dad's eye. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the numbers were giant, but the, but the fish were not. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean we had really in 97, 98 we had some really really good quality fish. Uh, yeah, local. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Um, I think we're pretty much done. Um, the one thing I want to stress to everybody, and I know we, I, I mentioned it here and there, but I, I want to make sure that you guys get it. You know, be kind to one another. Okay. Uh, one of the things I loved about the victory, we gave a seminar at the beginning, and um, we just said, it just has that fun. Okay. This is not for pounding your chest. You want a photo with your fish. I get it. But don't, for, while we're here, don't pound your chest. Listen to instruction. The thing I hate the most is when people, you know, they, they want to do their own thing, but you're affecting a lot of other people, and I mean specifically tangles. So when I tell you to go on one side of the boat, there's a reason. If I'm on the stern, that's the worst spot on the boat. There's a reason. So let me leave you with this. Be kind to one another. And one last one from an, a dear friend that I actually met. His name was R&R, Ronald Reagan. He said, man is not free unless government is limited but don't be limited go out there and catch a lot of fish this is angler chronicles we'll talk to you next week we'll see you next week on angler chronicles